Hi, and welcome to CHIA webinar series. I'm Jahan Colbreth. I'm CHIA's Director of Federal Relations. I'm here with Cynthia Jackson-Hammond, CHIA's President. So during today's webinar, Dr. Jackson will be addressing CHIA Recognition and Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, or DEI. This is the first in a series of webinars on DEI, which will take place over the next few months. So we're, we're hoping that you're, you'll all be able to join us. Um, but today's discussion is going to center around CHIA's Standard 3A, which calls on accreditors to make, excuse me, to manifest a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So following Dr. Jackson's remarks, there will be time for questions and comments from participants. So with that said, please use the Q&A function to address your questions to Dr. Hammond. So sit back and enjoy and um, uh, have a great time. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining in the discussion of CHIA Standard 3A, Manifest a Commitment to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, as referenced in the CHIA Standards and Procedures for Recognition, which was implemented January 2022, approved October 2021. Standard 3A is one of the newest standards in the recognition process, but diversity, equity, and inclusion, known as DEI, those constructs are not new to CHIA's recognized accrediting organizations. The understanding of DEI as being inextricably linked to quality assurance in higher education and student learning has been acknowledged in the work of accrediting organizations and in higher education. Diversity in higher education combined with equity, which is often broadly defined as fairness, and inclusion, which ensures that there is representation at the division-making levels, only enhances the student learning experience and enriches the personal development of all students. The recent social, political, and health environments of the last three years have simply put forth the need to intentionally address DEI. And that, that is important for us to remember that CHIA really is committed to helping accrediting organizations as well as institutions navigate their way into this understanding. CHIA began its intentionality in 2021 with internal discussions with the CHIA board, staff, committee on recognition, various higher education leadership, and other stakeholders. The process was thoughtful and considerate. And from that process, CHIA documented its own value proposition of DEI, and it became the centerpiece for additional reflective practices. Let's look at slide one. CHIA's value statement on diversity, equity, and inclusion reads, the Council for Higher Education Accreditation, a nonprofit service organization, cultivates and supports an environment 
that demonstrates appreciation for and values the diversity of its institutions of higher education, accreditors, board and staff, and all who are served by these groups. We believe that life experiences and heritages of these groups contribute to the richness of CHIA's policies, procedures, and its daily operations. CHIA's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusiveness guides its mission and its support for equitable treatment for institutions of higher education, their families, and students. Inasmuch as CHIA was engaged in a review of the recognition standards, it was imperative at this level that DEI from its first pronouncement as a CHIA value statement be represented as a commitment that would be an intentional standard. And that standard now is standard 3A. Slide two, please. Standard three, accreditation, structure, and organization. A recognized accrediting organization demonstrates that it manifests a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I'm sure that most of the accrediting organizations uh, have seen this standard in our new uh, recognition policy. There are some key words in the phrase, but it is important that we do not overlook a very critical word, and that word is commitment. There are many interpretations of the word commitment, and all of them are relevant. Some synonyms include promise, assurance, vow, obligation, and guarantee. I think it's important to note that the standard makes a clear reference to commitment with an intent to suggest that there is a promise by the accreditation organization to continuously seek and improve the integration of DEI. Slide three. There is no one way to fulfill the commitment to DEI, but there are multiple ways that an accrediting organization or institution can try. Commitment also suggests that the effort is ongoing and will likely occur in phases. There's not an expectation that full integration would necessarily happen spontaneously, but might occur in some phases. Let's look at some of those phases. And this is just a suggestion. Phase one might be considered to be the, um, the, the first phase, which would be considered perhaps the, um, the initial phase. In this phase, the accrediting organization implements reflective practices of discussions about how the commitment to DEI is important in their work. Uh, it's very challenging to 
come up with a value statement if there has not been some effort to really be reflective in what you are thinking about doing. Secondly, in this phase, how might DEI be encouraged and supported within the context of accreditation expectations with its member or, uh, institutions? So let me go back again. The first phase might be, how do you implement reflective practices? And that might be just in the form of discussions about how the commitment to DEI is important. Secondly, how might DEI be encouraged and supported within the context of accreditation expectations with its member institutions? Third, in this phase, the establishment of a strategic plan that includes elements of diversity, equity, and inclusion as it is appropriate for the organization's goal and mission. When there is a strategic plan and DEI is a part of that plan, that certainly does show the first level of commitment. And then finally, in the phase one, the development of the organization's values and beliefs regarding the efficacy of DEI and working with its member institutions. So first comes the reflective practices of discussion. Secondly, how might DEI be supported within the context of accreditation expectations with member institutions? Third, where is DEI in the long range strategic planning of the organization? And then fourth, what are the values and beliefs regarding the importance of DEI in working with its member institutions. Phase one. Phase two might be identified as implementation phase. Key questions and implementation phase. How do you develop those reflective practices that you did in phase one and the engagements you did in phase one into benchmarks with outcomes from the internal operations of the organizations? And what are those benchmarks of expectations for institutions? Phase one, discussion. Phase two, implementation phase and the establishment of benchmarks with outcomes. And then phase three. Phase three is the evaluation phase. How do you know that you are successful in what you're trying to do? If there is an intentional commitment to the DEI paradigm based on the values and beliefs of the organization, then there should be some compelling link to quality assurance. How are those efforts measured? How do you know that you have achieved those efforts? How do you continue to expand your reach toward continuous improvement with standard 3A? And I think phase three is also recursive and then there is in the evaluation phase, some level of reflection, looking back to see whether or not your intent 
was fully implemented? And if not, what else do you need to do to continuously improve your efforts toward the implementation of standard three? So let's briefly recap. Slide four. Slide four, I'm suggesting as just a suggestion, three phases of commitment for DEI are reflective practices for the organization. Phase two, implementation with, with, uh, with benchmarks. And then phase three, evaluation and continuous efforts. Each of the phases may take concentrated time to cultivate and could be linear or cross-lateral in the development. Evidences of progress of each phase can be documented as you move through the various stages of development. And keep in mind that you may go back and forth back and forth from phase one to phase two, to phase two to phase three, if you decide to use that structure. And that's okay, because the organization is developing its own, uh, its own understanding of DEI as an accrediting organization, and what does it expect from the institution. Again, please note that the phases that I share with you are not mandatory and only suggest one way that you may look at organizational integration of DEI as a CHIA standard. Each accrediting organization has its independent and individualized opportunity to develop its framework according to its mission and purpose. Let's now look at some standard definitions that are often attributed to DEI. You know, in preparing for this presentation, I wanted to look at not only how higher education communities are developing their DEI focus, but how the business communities were also working in this space. I bring reference to uh, uh, Beneviti.com, which is a technology-based company that has embraced what I call a we culture. And the we culture is almost synonymous with inclusiveness and has spent time developing an integrated DEI platform. So I share with you some of their content that might be applicable for you. Slide five. Diversity really means who is in the room. The presence of difference within a given setting like race or gender ethnicity, religion, nationality, sexual orientation, gender identity, age, social economic status, religious commitment, uh, language, physical uh, disabilities. That is really a plethora of differences, but they all represent differences of experiences as well. Slide six, next slide. Equity is really the approach to ensure that everybody has access to the same opportunity. In the space of accrediting organization, is there fairness 
and impartiality within the procedures and processes of an organization. Definition of equity, fairness. Are there ways of historically doing or processing that negatively impact or restricts the progress of individuals or the success of an accrediting organization's intended goals? Sometimes we have to look back at policies to say, this worked back in the 80s, but does it really represent a level of fairness for this particular time? How does an accrediting organization model equity to its institutions? Key questions to ask. Are there, I'm gonna go back again, are there ways of historically doing something that may be hindering the process or the progress or restricts individuals or the success of the accrediting organization's intended goals? And how does an accrediting organization model equity to its institutions? Next slide. Inclusion. Inclusion addresses people or, or affirms people who have different identities or feelings of how they are valued and leveraged within a given setting. How are those decisions made and by whom? What considerations are included when making those decisions? The CHIA standards and procedures for recognition guide approved for implementation in January 2022, offered suggested evidence for the standards, but these evidences are not to be considered as all-encompassing, just as a beginning point for you. Because this is a new CHIA standards, there's no history of collected evidences that we can share at this time, but we are hoping that as we go through this process with our accrediting uh, organizations, we will be able to add more suggested evidences for initial or reaffirmation of accrediting uh, status. The next slide offers some additional suggestions of evidence for consideration. For instance, a commitment to DEI. What is a evidence that you might use? Documentation of meetings where DEI is discussed within the organizational governance structure. Agenda or motions from the organization to develop a DEI platform. And here, this is just the intentionality and the initial plans for developing a DEI platform, whatever that platform may look like. It may be just a framework, but it is your commitment to develop one. Third, development of the organization's values and beliefs around DEI and for transparency purposes posted on the website. Let's look at some suggested evidence for equity. And I often think of equity, I, I, it's hard to think of equity without thinking about diversity and, inc and inclusion. 
In some instances, each one of these constructs may be looked at separately. They may be looked at in, as an integral part of each one of, uh, of the other. Review of policies and procedures of the organization that might require changes to reflect fairness and inclusiveness in the decision-making processes. That's what we were talking about, looking at your policies and procedures. If there is not an intentionality uh, to reflect inclusiveness, you might want to think about that. Retraining and preparation of institutional and program review teams to reflect DEI protocols and best practices. I think sometimes, and I've been on those review teams as well, that it almost becomes automatic because we are looking specifically for something. We're looking for evidence of quality. This is an opportunity to think about how do you retrain or, or prepare your review team to look at it through the lens, look at quality through the lens of DEI protocols and best practices. Evidence that DEI is an integral part of the long range strategic planning of the crediting organization and that benchmarks have been identified for assessment and evaluation. Another evidence, time certain indicators for periodic examination, audit of organization policies, procedures that might impede commitment to DEI. So this one is, is interesting in that perhaps you might want to think about, do we look at these, these new uh, policies and procedures every eight years, every 10 years, every five years, I will hope that they would be more, uh, more reflective and, and you establish a time, the organization establishes a, a time that maybe every other year or maybe every three years, we wanna go back and look at these policies and procedures to see if they are current and to see if they still reflect this continuous com commitment to DEI. And then finally, inclusion. Intentional dialogue with institutions regarding the impact of DEI on institutional quality assurance and student success. And intentional dialogue is important because we all know that within higher ed, you know, administration, faculty, staff, uh, assessment offices, they come and they go. They may be there for a long time. This is a very migratory kind of, of uh, institution where people may go from one institution to the other. And even within the same state, maybe it's important that you have intentional dialogue with, uh, you know, with, with the staff of institutions to really clearly identify, again, what you mean by DEI. And then another one might with evidence might be intentional solicitation of, participa of participation of various stakeholders. 
so that they too can have a voice. And this happens in your call for comments, uh, listening to your board members and making sure that they are included in the decision-making processes. So those are just a few suggested evidence for DEI, for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I presented to you some possible ways to phase one, phase two, phase three, that you may think about uh, of how to begin your dialogue and your platform or developing a platform around DEI. Keep in mind that none of these are mandatory. These are simply suggestions for you. So let's look at some takeaways. Next slide, please. In conclusion, integration uh, is, yes, that's up. Integration of DEI as a part of institutional and program quality assurance is a standard that integrally influences student success. It's not a standalone in the sense that it should not be integrated. It's a standalone standard, but think of it as an integrational part of quality and that it contributes significantly to student success. Diversity, equity, and inclusion are constructs that require continuous efforts and commitment to its relevance and the viability of accreditation. There are no quick answers to the DEI journey and neither is quality assurance. So be patient with yourself, be patient with the organizations, really do the background and the reflective practices of what DEI means to your organization as an accreditor and what does it mean or should mean to our institutions. And fourth, meaningful integration of DEI into the organization's ethos requires thoughtful and reflective practice in order to develop understanding, appreciation, and a value for DEI. I want to share with you just a little bit uh, some references that I found very, very helpful. And one is, uh, I mentioned earlier uh, from the uh, uh, Beneviti.com, and they have a series uh, on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's all, it's mostly about inclusiveness. How do you include people and uh, various opinions and in uh, the decision-making processes of that organization? The Northwest Commission on Colleges and Universities has a brilliant website uh, of how, as an accrediting organization, they are approaching DEI. There are two institutions that I identified on the, on the slide, Michigan State University and Tuskegee University. Both of these are land-grant institutions and there's a land-grant institution in every state. And because the land-grant institution 
uh, represents um, an inclusive engagement with the people of that state. Most of these institutions that are identified either as an 1890 or 1860 institution have a platform on their website that deals with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And inclusion. All of these are excellent sources if you are just beginning this journey. And I invite you to certainly look at these websites. Uh, contact us at CHIA if we can be of any assistance to you in your development of DEI as a meaningful and most impactful standard for CHIA recognition. Thank you. Uh, Johan, I think we'll take some questions if they are any. Yeah, at this time, we've got a few questions um, in the uh, Q&A. Uh, how regularly do you need to review your institutions or your organization's DEI policies? Mm. That's an excellent question. And that's, there's no one, one timeline for that. Uh, I, it, it really depends on the accrediting organization. If they're starting from scratch or from the very beginning of thinking about that, it's going to be a continuous engagement. If there's a platform already established, then it's left up to the accrediting organization to say, okay, maybe we need to look at this every two years, or maybe we need to look at this every three years. But certainly, I would encourage accrediting organizations to begin to have those conversations with institutions, not just at the review time, but on a, a regular schedule. Uh, each institution has an accrediting uh, organization liaison. This is a good opportunity for the liaison and the institution to have those kinds of conversations. Okay. Uh, another question is, once you have a commitment to DEI, do your policies need to change with time? And if so, why? They don't necessarily need to change, but they do need to be examined to see if a change is needed. Uh, today we have... Uh, I think if you Google uh, equity, uh, which is probably the broadest of the DEI construct, it talks about fairness. Fairness and operations, fair, fairness to people, fair, fairness in the procedures, and those kinds of operations, especially when you're talking process and procedures, can change when society changes, it can change when, when there are some external factors that are impacting the way society, culture, or higher education is perceived. So all of these are, are, are necessary for the, it's necessary for the organization or, and for institutions to always keep this on their radar. Okay. There is, if it, and I mentioned earlier, there's not one one pathway says, okay, I have this and it's there for life. <laughs> That's the one thing we want to not do. And that was part of the phase three. How do, you, how do you know when you have achieved what you want to achieve? That's the assessment and the evaluation part. Okay. 
Another question looks like it's a, it's a uh, three-parter. It says, we've been asked to charge less for accreditation or to have a sliding scale in order to be more equitable in access to our voluntary accreditation process. How do you suggest balancing um, our need to fund our work and salaries uh, and to ensure their monetary value to the process? Okay, someone is asking me about uh, charging. That's that's not within the framework of CHIA. So I, I don't know exactly how to respond to that. Is that who's asking whom and for what reasons? Those are the dialogues that need to happen between the accrediting organization and its members, I would, I would imagine. I, I'm not, I don't have a framework to answer that regarding cost factors. Okay. Uh, what are I some- I apologize. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what are some explicit examples that demonstrate that incorporation of DEI policy actually improves the educational process? Yeah. Well, when it is when it is absolutely integrated, DEI is integrated within the the framework of quality. It gives rise to the notion that every student comes with a set of values that helps to make that student who he or she might be, okay? So anytime you affirm the value of an individual within the classroom, then that's, that's a value added to them learning the content. An accrediting organization that affirms an institution's values works in the same way. Uh, so... I often tell uh, people who ask me a similar question is that you don't approach DEI as saying, okay, this is separate from who the individual is, or this is separate who, from what the organization is. For CHIA, and I'm going to speak just for CHIA, it's important that we demonstrate a value for every accrediting organization, for every uh, uh, institutional program organization for every institution, whatever their mission or um, levels of engagement might be. We do not want to suggest that uh, quality is something separate than who the institution is or who the organization might be. So to be able to uh, to have success with students as a result of acknowledging, valuing, and appreciating students is simply a given. It's who they are. And I'm not sure if I've answered the question, but you could certainly ask it again so that I might articulate it differently. Okay, Uh, we've got a few more. Uh, am, am Am I correct? That they're, wait, wait, sorry, I'm just jumping around a little bit. Uh, am I correct that standard 3A is directed toward the accrediting agency and not their member institutions? Well, if you look at 3A, it says manifest a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
And yes, it is directed so in the standard to the accrediting organization um, and not necessarily to the, uh, to the institution, but to the accrediting organization itself. But keep in mind that, that although it may not be directly related to the institution, that's an opportunity for accrediting organizations to work with institutions who are also trying to establish a platform of commitment to DEI. Okay. Uh, the follow-up to that is, if that's correct, is there a charge to the accreditors to ensure that their members also have a commitment to DEI? If you look at standard 3D, it says, requires an institution or program to meet all standards within a specified period of time, not to exceed four years. And so that particular standard uh, uh, says to meet all of the standards and that would depend on whether or not the accrediting organization is saying to the institution, DEI is one of your, your, your standards. It may not be, but the standards that the accrediting organization puts forth to the institution, that's between the accrediting organization and the institution. Okay. Uh, does Chia... Does Chia recommend that an accreditation agency have a DEI standard or criteria? Do I recommend it? Um, would I like to see it? Yes, but I. But that's not my call. My call is to, Chia's call is to ensure that the accrediting organization has a commitment to DEI. Now, if you look at it from the from Chia's recognition standards of DEI, maybe the accrediting organization might say to an institution, "This is if it's important for us as an organization, is it important to the institution?" But do we tell the accrediting organization to require a standard of DEI for institutions? We do not do that. And, and ma'am, this is a follow-up to the very first question. Uh, uh, my question is about equity in the cost of accreditation itself, possibly leaving out some institutions that cannot afford to be accredited. From my experience, this request is coming from some HBCUs we partner with. And that's between the, again, CHIA does not accredit institutions. We work with the accrediting organ, we recognize accrediting organizations. So the organization, the accrediting organization works directly with the institution to set up their, their calls for review or their calls for, uh, for accreditation, not CHIA. Okay. And, we've and, got and, and, and that's a good, I, and I want to say that that's a good question. Is that financial challenge related to fairness could be many uh, many uh, limited resource institutions have dealt with that especially during this time when it uh, of low enrollment across the the country 
But again, I mentioned earlier that that's the conversation that I would encourage institutions to have directly with their accrediting uh, liaison or the accrediting organization. And that's where that level of discussion can be very, very meaningful. Okay, um, that is going to conclude everything. Um, if there are some other questions or some things that we haven't got to, we will uh, type some uh, questions back to you. But uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jackson Hammond. I'm sure the webinar participants found that your remarks and your comments to the questions very informative and very thought provoking. Uh, I'd also like to thank all of the participants in the webinar. Your attendance and your questions demonstrates you know, higher education's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so I hope that you all will join us for future CHIA webinars on this subject, as well as other topics. So thank you for attending and take care and have a lovely day.